1: Hello, Lakers Nation! Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor Underscore Lane. Well, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, don't we? Not the kind of game we wanted to see from these Los Angeles Lakers, and we need to be real about what we just witnessed against the Houston Rockets. The Lakers blown out. In Houston, they lose 128 to 94. 128 to 94. They lost every single quarter of this game. They put themselves in a hole in the first to lose 32 19 that quarter and then lost every single quarter after that. Oh boy, not good, particularly for a team that is right now winless on the road. So, Lakers Nation, again, welcome in. Those of you coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, uh, or X, I should say. The way the way these work, by the way, these shows work. When, when stuff like this happens, we get to vent a little bit. We get to talk a little bit about what we saw. We get to talk a little bit about what we didn't see. So, appreciate you guys joining me. Let's go through what happened here. And, um, again, we need to be honest about what we saw. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't say, well, it's because players were out. Yes, that context is important. Anthony Davis was out, right? He's dealing with that hip injury. tested it out before game to see if he could go. Couldn't decided to decided not to go. Jackson Hayes is out. Jared Vanderbilt is out. Gabe Vincent is out. You're missing forty percent of probably your regular rotation. That's a lot. That's a lot. None of that, though. None of that excuses what we saw from this Lakers team tonight on the effort front. The Lakers, as a team, allowed the Houston Rockets to shoot 42% from three and 55% from the field. And you know what, everybody? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Sometimes you play a game and the other team is just hot and you lose. And that happens. Sometimes you can do everything right You can close out on a shooter. You can get a hand in their face. And these are NBA players. They're damn good at basketball. And the shot goes in anyway. Sometimes you can play your very best defense. And a team still shoots 42% from three. And a team still shoots well from the field. And it just doesn't matter. And on those games, you tip your cap. And you say, you know what? You shot the hell out of the ball. And you move on to the next one. That was not the case in this game. This game, we saw a Lakers team that didn't look interested in closing out to the ball. Didn't look interested in boxing out a bigger problem that we've had now for a few weeks where the Lakers are now being targeted. You can see it. You can see opposing teams are targeting the Lakers on the defensive glass, sending extra players at the defensive glass because they know the Lakers are going to cough the ball up. Why? Because that's what they've been doing this season. Teams are now picking on that because the Lakers are not addressing it. They're not fixing the problem. It's an attention to detail thing. It's a focus thing. It's an effort thing. And the Lakers are not doing it. They looked not interested in playing defense. Not a lot of pep in their step on the offensive end. And when the shots weren't going down, that completely sapped their energy. And they looked like they wanted to be anywhere but on that basketball court. See, that's... And that's the problem that I've got. That's the problem that I've got tonight. It's not so much that they lost. And it's not so much that there were instances where they looked like they couldn't stop the Rockets. Right? One of the Rockets... He's one of my favorites. I like this. I like him a lot. Alper and Sangoon. He had 19.7 boards, 4 assists. There were moments where you just went, yep, he's just really good and the Lakers couldn't stop him because they've got Christian Wood in there. They don't have Anthony Davis. You knew there were going to be some problems, right? That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay if the Lakers go out and they compete their butts off and they lose a game. Is it frustrating? Absolutely, because you want to see the result. But if they're playing hard, they give it everything they've got, and they lose a game, okay, so be it. You move on to the next one. What's concerning to me truly in this isn't so much that they lost by so much. What's truly concerning is that now this is twice. Now this is twice. I was talking about this over on Playback with uh, with Sean Davis. I said, you know what? Over the course of an 82-game season, we would love to be able to say NBA teams should have their foot down on the gas pedal, all 82. There's no excuse at all for a game where you are just not locked in. And I disagree with that. We would love to be able to say that, but it's just not fact. It's not reality. Over the course of a long season, an 82-game season, you know what? There's going to be a handful of nights where you go out there on the floor and you just don't have it. That's going to happen. You're going to have five, six, maybe seven games where that happens over the course of the season, you're also going to have five, six, seven games where everything goes down, everything works right. right. As Keith Smith said earlier today in the front office show, it's the other games. that really count. But again, you can only have five, six, seven of those games that you just don't have it. The Lakers have burned two of them already. They did it against Orlando in Orlando. Now they did it tonight against Houston. You burn two games out of You get maybe five of them, right, over the course of the season. And we're eight games in and they've wasted two games where they just didn't have it. And that's a little worrisome. That it's this early in the season that this team shouldn't be road-weary and exhausted. Aside from maybe LeBron James, who's 38, going to be 39 in a month. This team shouldn't be playing like their energy level is on fumes. This is, despite LeBron being older, the team is a pretty young team. These guys are all in their mid-20s. So I hope, I really hope this is a one-off, that this is a one-time thing um, in terms of looking this bad. And that next game, they come out with energy, they come out with effort, and we see them do the things that I, I think they can do. But the fact that it's now twice that we've seen them come out flat and we've seen them consistently not show up in the first first quarter of games, losing by double digits, what, I think it's six out of eight games. They were down double digits in the first quarter. That's a little bit worrisome. Okay, Now, again, we're eight games in. I'm not saying you push the panic button. I'm not saying just abandon ship. This team's terrible, run away. No, 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 we're not there. It's way too early for all that kind of stuff. This game, they didn't have it. They didn't show up. That's concerning. We need to be real about it and understand that you can't do that. It's unacceptable to show up To this game and play with the level of effort that they did in this one you simply can't do it in the nba you have to have a minimum level of respect for the game and actually show up and and compete and the lakers did not do the do that in this one but again it doesn't mean it's all over the sky has fallen and all of that i can't make that definitive this team is just bad forever type statement which a lot of people will jump to they'll say this team is permanently bad This team is terrible. This team is trash. This team is mid, whatever it is that you want to throw out there. And they'll make a definitive set in stone statement about what this team simply is. I don't think we can go there yet. We haven't even seen this full team yet. Right? So by no means am I saying all is lost. By no means am I saying pack it in. That's it. Season's over. No, no, no. We are a long ways away from that. But in this moment, I think we saw a lot of concerning things and it's not so much that they lost. It's not so much that the rotations were clunky and things like that because of course they're going to be when you're missing this many players it's that we saw this team go out there and look like they wanted to be somewhere else. That that my friends is concerning. All right, let me get into some of your questions and comments. Face reality said highlight of the night was Boban's 6 minutes. <laughs> LA is trash emoji poop emoji clever use of emojis there my friend Um, by the way we do have a few new Lakers Nation YouTube channel members welcome in for members Um, lots of stuff obviously coming to channel members so if you want to check that out click that join button and uh, see the different perks that we're offering Andrew Lee said above all injuries and aside super discouraged by our lack of energy almost every game this season I agree Andrew and you know what and here's the other piece to this here's the other piece to this everybody the the Lakers As down as fans are going to feel after this game, as frustrated and angry as fans are going to feel from this game, there's not a lot to point to for the Lakers, for Lakers nation to to look at and say, that's what they really are though. Right? Like there's, there's not that balance, right? Like let's say the Lakers started off the season hot. They won a few games, right? They played well. They looked good. There was chemistry and then injuries hit. We'd be saying right now, okay, this is injuries. They're hurt. They don't have their guys, but look back. Remember that game a few games ago? That's what this team really is. We know what their ceiling is now. We know what they can do. We know what how they can play. We haven't gotten that, right? We got the game against the Clippers. That's been the high point of the season so far. And that was probably the best they've looked. In other games, we've seen them win games, but not look that good doing it. So that's part of this, too, that I think is kind of bringing down Lakers fans. It's you have a no-effort loss like this, That obviously is going to be frustrating. It's going to be infuriating. Again, unacceptable. But you also don't have that prior thing to look at and say, but they can also do this and and play really well. We know they've got this. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen this team look really good. So there hasn't been a whole lot of moments where we can say, gosh, yes, this moment is, is awful, but man, this was a lot of fun and this is what this team can be. We don't have that picking us up either. Maddie James said, this was a loss after the first quarter. These Lakers players should feel ashamed to put on a Lakers jersey the way they are playing. Again, I don't look at this as a Houston was just hot shooting the ball. They did shoot the ball well, but the Lakers defense gave them pretty much everything they wanted and didn't look all that interested in putting forth the extra. They looked like they went into the game saying, oh, AD's not here. On to the next one. Let's, uh, hey, can we do a running clock? Can we, just, can we just run the clock? Is that, is that possible? That that seemed to be the mentality of this Lakers team tonight. Awful stuff. Shea Gordon said injuries or not, that was yuck. 100%. No defense played at all. I love LeBron, but FFS put a hand up. LeBron was low energy. I had a feeling LeBron was going to have a low energy out, outing in this one after he really burned a lot of energy and unfortunately didn't get the win. In the last game against the Heat, that's where that game, I think, was doubly damaging because LeBron, I knew there would be sort of a low energy game coming up. And that's what we got in this one tonight. Also, Woods' hands are worse than Drummond. Just grab the damn ball. Yeah, how about that? Christian Wood? So Christian Wood starts at center. Plays 22 minutes. Got in a little bit of foul trouble. Um, zero points. One shot attempt. And two free throws. And no points for rebounds for Christian Wood in 22 minutes. That may be one of the most shocking things of the night. You would assume that with Anthony Davis out, Christian Wood would become a bigger piece in the offense. Instead, he was just kind of out there. Kind of getting in some cardio in this one. And I'd have to go back and look and see if the Lakers not give him the ball when they should have. Should he have been more aggressive? Whatever. But Christian Wood really was... Just a non-factor out there. You'd assume that no AD, no Jackson Hayes. He's got all the minutes he can handle at the center position. I-, I thought he would go out there and have a decent performance instead. Four rebounds, and and that's about it. Again, he's far from the only one who played poorly. In fact, let me let me do this, though. Let's talk about the one good thing. Well, I guess there's a couple of somewhat good things. But one positive from this game. Rui Hachimura returned. And went for 24 points, 8 boards on 10 of 14 shooting, 2 of 3 from deep, 2 steals, 2 assists, and a block. Welcome back, Rui. If nothing else, I was glad to see that when the game was over, and it was very clearly clearly garbage time, and I'm talking about the end of the third, that's how bad it was, the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth, Rui Hachimura was just firing away. He said, alright, well, if this game's over, I'm going to use this to get my rhythm back. And boy, did he. In an instant. Welcome back, Rui Hachimura. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come because he was hitting pretty much everything that he was putting up. Uh, face reality. Reeves is overpaid. Looks like Sengun was playing against G League players. Jalen Green is exactly what the Lakers need. Max Christie is a G League player. I mean, look, there, were, there was no Lakers. Aside from Rui, LeBron did okay offensively. Defensively, he didn't have a lot of energy, but um, there was no Laker who looked like they were worth their salary out there. I didn't think aside from Rui, um, everybody was just bad, low energy, nothing going on. And Jalen Green took advantage of that. Jalen Green said, hey, cool. You guys aren't going to really defend me. Great. Here we go. Big night coming. Twenty-eight points, seven boards, three assists, five of six from deep, 11 of 15 shooting. He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He he saw the Lakers defense did not have it and went right after him. Uh, Jay said, Lakers have no dogs on this team. Not one player. Yeah, they didn't really, they didn't have that pride, that heart. It's like the Rockets kind of came out there, got after them, and the Lakers just went, eh, all right. Well, well, let's go get on the team plane. We'll see you guys later. Just a a no-show performance. And again, that's disappointing. That's disappointing for sure. Welcome in, EC James, new YouTube member. Welcome in Drew Potter said the bad NBA teams aren't as bad this season and the Lakers continually play like they aren't aware of this. Now, Drew makes a good point. Um, He's also a channel member. So the, the NBA that we're seeing more and more parody and what's happening is the bad teams aren't the easy gimme wins that they used to be. Instead, the bad teams can give you a run on any given night, especially if you do what the Lakers did tonight and you just kind of no show. So, With the Lakers playing so poorly, of course the Rockets are going to come out and stomp all over them because there are no gimme wins anymore, especially in the West. And if you don't understand that, you don't get out there and compete. You don't get out there and do what you need to do. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get beat. I said it on playback. The the Lakers energy level, the effort level, level, didn't matter who they were playing tonight. They were going to lose to anybody. Literally. If they went out there, they played the Blazers right now. The Grizzlies have won one game. The Lakers would have lost to the Grizzlies playing at this level, playing with that energy. They would have lost. There was nobody they would beat. Assuming that team played an average game with the effort level the Lakers put into this game, there was no one they would beat. You can't do that. You can't show up to an NBA game and play that lethargic and look that disinterested throughout the game. You simply can't do it. You can't do it. And I'm curious to see how this team bounces back. You know, there have been games where I thought this team would come out kind of angry and with fire and all that. We haven't really seen it yet. I'm curious to see what happens on Friday against Phoenix. It could be good and the Lakers wake up and snap out of it. It could also get really bad. And it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. Fingers crossed that it's the former, not the latter. Maddie Maddie James, Sean's high school team could beat this Lakers team. Okay, let's not go too far here. But they let you shoot wide open threes, hardly box out, and will give you an open lane to the basket. Again, I think that's something that teams, as, as the season goes on, what happens is teams start to figure out who's weak in what areas and what they can exploit, right? Teams clearly have already figured out that the Lakers can be punished on the boards. That you, if you send extra players to the offensive glass when you miss, there's a good chance that even if the Lakers player rebounds the ball, they're going to fumble it. You've got an ability to poke the ball away and you can get some cheap, easy points by turning them over the second they grab the ball. And that's exactly what the Rockets did. It's going to happen. Phoenix is going to do it. Um, Josh Koji is, is going to do it for Phoenix. They're going to have a number of guys that do it. Every team the Lakers play from here on out is going to send extra bodies at the offensive glass because they know it's going to pay off. It's going to pay dividends. They're going to wind up getting their hands on some of these basketballs, and they're going to put them up and in for easy buckets. The Lakers have to fix that. It's an attention to detail thing. It's got to be solved. But again, if you're not putting an effort, yeah, you're going to get crushed. You're going to get crushed on the offensive glass. Mamba mentality. Cold scratch that freezing starts. Losing rebounding battles, low energy. We're starting to sound like a broken record. This needs to be fixed ASAP. Alarms will be sounded. Yeah, I mean... The first quarter thing's got to be fixed. The rebounding thing's got to be fixed. And we've been saying this for a bit now. We are still only eight games into the season. But again, some bad habits. At the very least, there's some bad habits that we've seen the Lakers really develop here that they've got to break. If they don't break these habits, the habits will break them. That's that's what's at risk here. If they go the whole season just conceding first quarters, thank you fans right i mean that's they they're not going to go far unless they fix that um and the rebounding issue they got to fix those things they have to if they want to do what it is they want to do this season and again there's a long way to go there's a lot of basketball still to play by no means is this a hit the eject button i'm out situation no again long way to go but but there's some alarming things going on right now some alarming things. And there's no way to sugarcoat that. That got to be fixed. And I think they've got to show a lot. Is this who you are? Is this, because this is who, what you're showing to people right now. You're showing a low effort, low energy team that can't figure out in first quarters and that people can punk on the glass. That's what they're showing right now. Is that who they want to be? Then you got to show something different. And we'll find out. We'll find out. If they do. And again, plenty of time for them to do it. But they got to do it. Mission 86. I'd like to say something positive and rail, rallying. I really would. All I've got is bleep. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I can't be super optimistic and positive And hey, we'll get them next time. Got to be real. It's a no-show. It was a no-show. Justin said, we talk about Ham offensively, but what is the defensive philosophy? Magic 101 after three, Miami 90, Houston 99 after three, not exactly elite teams. What is the defensive philosophy? Just save us AD? That's part of it. The other part of it is I think the Lakers are, they got mixed up a few times defensively in this one, and that I I kind of can forgive if there's a miscommunication when you've got a bunch of guys on the floor that really haven't played much together, and that was because of the circumstances. That was what was happening, but they haven't been good enough closing out to shooters. They haven't been good enough contesting. Um, their rotations have been a bit sloppy at best, and, and then they're not finishing. Even when they force a miss, they're not finishing possessions with a rebound, and so all those things are going to sap w- what you are as a defensive team. So their defensive philosophy, yeah, a lot of it is funneling into AD, and he's going to be a massive loss. I think he is the best defensive player in the NBA, and of course, him being out is going to massively, affect your overall defensive performance. But nonetheless, we are still seeing guys that aren't getting their closeouts right. Aren't getting all the way out to put a hand up. We're giving up way too many open shots. How many times did we see guys a ball gets kicked out at the three point line? A Lakers player looks at them and goes, nah. Rather than put forth the extra effort, take a couple steps, you know, run, put a hand up, try to affect the shot in some way. We saw this team just kind of go, nah, go ahead, take it. I'll try to get the rebound if you miss. We're not a good team. I keep saying it, and you guys are not listening. We can't keep playing like this. Oh, I agree. You can't keep playing like this. Can't no-show first quarters. We either have to make a move, make moves, or get a coach who can get the best out of these players, or Bron's going to ask out. So uh, making moves. The Lakers realistically can't make a trade until December 15th at the earliest. They don't really have tradable contracts right now because. The contracts they signed over the summer almost all aren't trade eligible until December 15th. So in terms of finding a trade, it's not coming tomorrow or anything like that. And even then, we talked about it a lot last season about, well, the Russell Westbrook trade market could pick up after December 15th. Nobody was ready to trade. Lakers are calling everybody. Nobody's ready to trade on December 15th. Teams are still figuring out who they are, figuring out what they want to do. And so nobody's ready to trade that. That's why the Westbrook trade doesn't go down until months later. So realistically trade talks around the NBA really pick up like mid January. And then the day de- the deadline comes up February 8th. So you've got a-, a window there. That's a long ways into the season. If you're struggling, it's going to be hard to find a good deal out there before the trade deadline, before we get right at the trade deadline. So finding that finding a trade that saves this, that fixes this, that's not going to be easy. And I like the the rumor that's floating around out there about Alex Caruso. I think he makes sense from a skill set perspective. But again, that's not something the Bulls are going to do now. That's probably not something they're going to do December 15th. They're going to want to wait till closer to February 8th. So again, if if the solution is a trade, you got to figure out how to fix this now. Because otherwise, by the time you get to February 8th, it's too late. As far as a coach, again, I, I don't, Darvin Ham took the team to the Western Conference Finals. A bunch of players are out injured. And if you fire Darvin Ham, you're committing to paying him to not coach for you for the next three years. Again, he's still getting paid. But he's not doing the job. So now you're paying two people to do one job. Now you got to bring somebody else in. And is that somebody else better than Ham? I don't know. Things would have to get pretty extreme for the Lakers to get to that point, I believe. You get a bunch of games like this, Maybe then you have that conversation. Uh, Why can't these guys step up when we're down bodies? The lack of growth in team play so far is getting old. Ham Ham needs to get this group inspired, and that's maybe that's the part that is the most bothersome about the whole situation. My biggest gripe with Darvin Ham is when you're seeing the team come out and not play hard, not go out there. Right? Isn't isn't that what Darvin Ham's all about? Like, isn't that His superpower? All the players, players they all have their own superpower. They're all their own thing that they're good at. They're really good at the thing that makes them a pro, right? Darvin Ham, what's supposed to separate him from everybody else is his ability to inspire. It's his his ability to make players want to run through a brick wall for him. We're not seeing that right now. We're not seeing that right now. And that's concerning. Again, I think that is The biggest indictment on Darvin Ham right now. Even more so than the X's and O's. Matty James, other NBA teams looking at the Lakers and licking their chops because they know it's an easy win right now. Again, it's easy offensive rebounds. Easy open looks if they play this way. If you lose to the Rockets by like 30, what's going to happen against Phoenix on Friday when they've got a full team? Assuming Devin Booker's back. Bradley Beal played tonight. Yikes. That certainly could get bad. Again, we'll see. Does this Lakers team show up? Does the Lakers team that played the Clippers? Does that team show up that played hard all the way throughout? If that's the team that shows up, then it'll be a different story. Who do they want to be? Ng Games said, "Darvin has no killer instinct, and that translates to the team." I think it's hard to know for sure that that's a that's a Darvin thing versus a you know the player's own own mentality, the player's own attitudes, all that. I think that's that's a tough thing to just put on, on Darvin. It could be, but I think that's kind of a tough thing to just put on Darvin. Blair, he said, "Buy Darby boy. Just a reminder, Terry Stotts fired himself as an assistant in Milwaukee 10 days ago. Go get him and stop this blank show. Yeah, I mean, Terry Stotts is a guy who's out there. He wants to run things a certain way, though. Um, there's a few coaches that are out there, but again, you've got to be really sure that Darvin Ham... That nothing he did contributed to them getting to the Western Conference Finals. Because otherwise, I know it's frustrating in the moment, and we want to throw everything and burn down everything that, that is, is doing the things that they're doing right now, right? Get rid of the coach, trade players, change all this stuff. Sometimes, even in moments of frustration like this, the better path is seeing it through. The better path is patience. And that's really difficult when things are going poorly. That's really difficult to keep going and keep pushing and to stick with something. That's not easy. That's life in general, and that's also sports. But I always think back to Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who literally was missing layups at one point in the championship season, and Frank Vogel stuck with him, and ultimately it paid off. He figured it out. The slump ended. He got going again. It happens. So again, I I don't think we're eight games in at our, our Mike Brown moment here. Fire the coach. I don't think that's where we're at here. If this continues, maybe that's the discussion that we see. Because again, particularly the no effort games, that's that's concerning. That's concerning. Chicken King said, "All that talent and no heart." Darvin's a better assistant coach. Again, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's you know the the issue. And is just better as an assistant coach or something but again I can't I can't say that with any certainty. Travel and repeats said I'm convinced Ham isn't as good as we think. It's okay to lose especially shorthanded but the lack of effort is concerning blow out every first half. Yeah look if that is somehow a Darvin thing then 100% yeah if the if the lack of energy is a purely Darvin thing then yeah that's that's absolutely concerning because I think you hit the nail on the head here. It's okay to lose and look, let's face it. Lakers Nation, let's be real. The Lakers lose by one to the Rockets. People are angry. People are upset. Even if the Lakers played fairly well, people are saying it's the Rockets. You can't lose by you can't lose to the Rockets. People would not be happy. People would not be happy if they lost to the Rockets. But um I do think the lack of effort part is, is real. And it's a good point. And I think it's something that is the true problem here. Right, The problem isn't necessarily the loss when you're shorthanded. If you're shorthanded and your team competes their butts off and they're playing well and they're executing, the other team happens to be hot and you're down a few players and some of your rotations are off and guys are tired and logging too many minutes and, and all of that and somehow you wind up losing a game, Okay, you you, you can live with that because you know what? It, that's going to be better. You know that's going to get better. When you're not playing to the level that you should be, Cause your team's lackadaisical. Cause your team looks like they want to be somewhere else. That's a completely different story. Cause you don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for that team. And we'll find out on Friday what the Lakers are really made of here. I could be surfing said, what would you say actually is the Lakers brand of basketball? Because this isn't it. The Lakers brand of basketball. if we go back and we think historically, if we think big picture, what is Lakers basketball? It's actually something that a lot of people don't think because we think Lakers basketball, we think Showtime, we think offense, right? Showtime was also built on defense. Why? You have to get stops to get out and run. It's the way it works. You get stops, you can run. We think of the glitzy, the glamour, the Magic Johnson, the no-look, all of that stuff, but you don't get to do all that fun stuff unless you play defense. So good defense has absolutely been a part of what it is to be a good Lakers team. You think back to the Shaq Kobe Lakers who defended on a high level. You look at the Lakers uh, with the Pow Kobe teams. Those teams defended well. In fact, the the 2020 championship team, that team was a much better defensive team than offensive team. So really good, stingy defense and stars. That's in the Lakers DNA. And then putting on a show once you get those stops, getting out and running. And this team, the defense they played tonight, certainly was not Lakers basketball level defense. Certainly was not. Maddie James said, Trev. I had to switch the game off after the first. The team seems hell-bent on giving Lakers Nation aneurysms with how they play. I understand. Look, there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people that were frustrated with this Lakers team. There were a lot of people that were not happy with the way they played. A lot of people had said, you know what? I'm going to go take my attention somewhere else. And I get it. When you're watching that, when you're watching a team that's not competing at a high level, that's not putting forth the effort, you start thinking, well, why why am I going to watch this too? I get it. I get it. And hopefully... We don't see this much more. Hopefully we see them compete a lot more than this. A lot more than this. Steven Brady said, can we admit Austin Reeves is trash after eight games? When he just had a good game last game? We wanted to... And that's... Oh, look, this is always my problem with kind of hot take culture and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, We are so set on what a player is in stone forever. This player is trash. This player is good. This player is the goat. And then we just get stuck in that lane rather than just analyzing what it is that we see and what's what's actually happening. Did he have a bad game? Yes. Last game, he had a good game. Has he had a bad season overall? If we look at the season on its whole, the season has been bad. Does that mean the season is going to end bad? I don't know. We'll see where that goes. What is more representative of what Austin Reeves is? Steven says he had a, a half a good season and he was overrated and paid. And now he's back to being trash. Stop blaming other players. So if we're going to say the blame is all on Austin Reeves and Austin just fooled us. That means that all the stuff that we saw last season of him being really, really good of him having a good playoff series. All of that stuff, and that all the stuff we saw with Team USA with him being one of the best players, that's the mirage. And the real Austin Reeves is the guy that we've seen for what, six out of the eight games so far? So we're talking about the six games. That's the truth. And this big sample size from last season, the sample size from the summer with Team USA, that's all the mirage. Is that possible? Sure, it's possible, right? A lot of things are possible, but is it likely? that the much larger sample size is fake, is not the accurate representation, and the smaller sample size is? No, that's not typically the way it goes. It's not typically the way it goes. If I flip a coin twice and it comes up heads both times, it's possible the next eight flips also turn heads. But I wouldn't assume that's what's going to happen because that's not what's most likely going to take place right we know because people have been flipping coins for years and we also know because of just basic math that it's going to come up heads half the time it's going to come up tails half the time we've got a much larger sample size of seeing that happen so to take a small sample size and just say this is who a player is now from here on that's where i always draw the line Again, especially when we have a larger sample size to work with. But that's me. And I get it. If people are frustrated with Austin Reeves. Yeah, you probably should be. Okay, hey, you can absolutely be frustrated with the player. And uh, and there are plenty of players to be frustrated with in this one. All right, Just Beasy be said, Wake me up when we find our energy and effort. I know we're better than last year, but this team is giving me 2018 vibes. When it was just Braun and the kids, something's got to change. Hashtag embarrassing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with what you said. This does need to change. Um, and this was an embarrassing performance. Again, not as Dante said, an embarrassment. Fire him immediately. Again, I don't think you're going to fire him right now, but it was it an embarrassment. Yes. Yes, it absolutely was an embarrassment. And you would like to see the team treated as such. You would like to see the Lakers as players be embarrassed by their performance. You'd like to see them come out next game with some pride, with some fire, and show that, hey, this is not, this is not who we are. All right, I'm going to pause for a quick moment to give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is Game Time. Game Time will let you buy tickets to your favorite event without the stress. It's the easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I just used Game Time to take my daughter to her first NBA game a week or so ago. Uh, They have flash deals, last-minute tickets. It is the place for last-minute ticket deals, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find your tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference and the tickets get sent directly to your phone. So you don't have to dig through your email or anything like that, which is very, very nice snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use our code Lakers nation for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code Lakers nation for $20 off download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Matt, Matt's, comic art said, Trev, this team doesn't respect ham. Uh, that's it. He runs no plays, no sets, nothing. Well, that's not true. He does run plays, does run sets. Now, are they successful? That's what, that's the leap we tend to make. If a, if a team is running something and it's not successful, we jump to, they're not running anything. They do run things. They run a lot of stuff. Um, watch other teams, the ball movement, the screens, the cutting. That, I think, is a legitimate criticism. Hey, there's too much stagnation with what he's running. There's not enough motion to it. There's not enough ball movement. There's not enough cutting. All of that. Yeah. I can't say he doesn't run things, but I can say, yeah, there probably is too much stagnation in the offense. Um, there were a few times when we saw a player get in trouble and everybody stood and watched him. Rather than cut, do something to to get open and and create a, a, a shot. Rui, in fact, got into the paint. Pivoted, pivoted, pivoted. Four players just stood and watched him. And eventually he had to turn and just hoist a ball up so he didn't get a three-second violation. I mean, that was was pretty rough. That was pretty rough. Joseph said, terrible basketball. Ham's rotations don't cover flaws. LeBron doesn't want to dive for the ball or box out. I don't blame him for not diving, though. Uh, D'Lo and Austin weak on defense. Same errors, no change. Rui and bronze minutes in the second ignored a stronger lineup and ham keeps expecting our weaknesses to change. Man, it's, um, look on one hand. Yeah, they don't have a full team, but the weaknesses they showed in this game are weaknesses that regardless of whether or not you have a full team, you shouldn't see the effort level, the attention to detail, all that kind of stuff. Um, as far as the backcourt being weak defensively, we, I mean, we knew that was going to be the case coming in because it's, it is what it is. When Reeves and Delo's is your backcourt. Now, it begs the question, could the Lakers potentially be better off with a 3-and-D style player playing next to either one of those guys? Could that have a, be, a better net effect on the team? I do think ultimately Reeves and Delo have, uh, I like the interchangeability between them because either one can do a number of things, whether it's initiate, whether it's be off-ball, be a shooter, be an attacker, be a passer. They can do a lot of different things offensively. But yes, the defense is going to be a weakness that's going to be tough. Um, to cover up there. And so maybe eventually the Lakers changed that. But again, they did get by with that last season and they did just fine. Different team, but we'll see how all that plays out in terms of that backcourt. Uh, as far as Ham's lineups, the rotations, this is one game where it's just the rotations didn't matter. He could put whoever he wanted on the floor. If they're not going to play hard, it doesn't matter. That's the, the baseline prerequisite that you have to have in order for the lineups the rotations, the plays, all of that stuff. To matter, you have to put forth a certain level of effort. And we didn't see that from these Lakers tonight. Albert said, Masterlock, our medical staff. Oh, man. I mean, it just seems like the Lakers are, are snake bit in terms of injuries. Like, every time they have somebody come back, Rui comes back, AD goes out. Torian Prince comes back, Jackson Hayes goes out. They just can't seem to get... It's been, what, four games now? Of eight, of eight games, they've played four. With effectively an eight-man rotation. Yes, Colin Castleton got into the rotation a little bit in this one because they were getting crushed on the offensive glass and figured let's throw a tall guy out there, but they really, they really had an eight-man rotation with this one. And I questioned like if the Lakers had their full team, would Max Christie and Cam Reddish be part of the rotation? I don't think either one has played well enough to be there. So in terms of actual guys that the Lakers want to put on the floor right now, they had six. That's not good. I don't know if that's a medical staff thing, or if that's just some bad luck that they've had this season. But so far, they have been slammed by injuries, which again is still no reason why you should come out and not play with effort and energy, which is what we saw tonight. Dustin said Ham should be on the hot seat. Isn't he supposed to be a great motivator? They play with no energy or effort. Yeah, great point. I mean, that's that's what Darvin Ham is supposed to provide. If he's not. And the season continues this way. Again, I think it would have we'd have to see this over a sustained period. But if the season continues this way, then yeah, at some point that seat will start getting a bit hotter. Uh, major bro triple threats. So three questions, comment. Does this team review game film of themselves? Yes. Yeah, I can tell you with confidence they do that. Dwight may not, may not may not have much left, but he can rebound. Do other teams have more practice time or training camp time than us or something? It looks like YMCA defense. Um, I can't say I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised to see how the Lakers uh, approach training, you know training camp wasn't very long, and they they take a lot of days off. You know, they had two days off in a row last week, and they could have gotten into practice. Then that's look, it's normal to see teams if you have a game Monday and a game Wednesday. It's normal for teams not to practice Tuesday. But typically if you have two days off in a row, teams will squeeze into practice. Even if they have to travel that day, they'll squeeze into practice, then go travel. They'll they'll go fly where they need to go. The Lakers didn't last week before they went to Orlando. They didn't practice. And I was surprised because they had two days off in a row. So I thought, okay, they're going to get a practice in here. Um, I know they're trying to keep the guys healthy. Obviously, that's not working. They're trying to keep from burning them out. But some of the defensive miscues and things probably need a bit more practice. And they're not taking those opportunities. So I don't know if we're going to see that practice schedule change here or not, but training camp seemed particularly short. The Lakers played what six preseason games, six or seven preseason games. That felt like a lot. There were other teams that played three, maybe, maybe less learned in the future, cut it down to three preseason games and have a bunch more days to practice rather than playing these games. M dread said, I'm out on the Lakers piece. AR trash fire him, please. Oh, M dread. You've been around forever. Hang out. Things, look, this is awful. There's no question. This is frustrating. This was hard to watch. But we're at game eight. And let's face it, we've been through worse. We saw that two and ten start with Westbrook last season. That was worse. I know this feels bad. But we've been through worse. DJ said, is it more concerning that we're on a three-game skid or the lack of effort? The lack of effort. The lack of effort. A three-game skid it's not good, especially in the West, especially when you're losing three games that really you probably should have won. And I know it feels weird to say they probably should have won, but looking ahead on the schedule, Orlando, Miami, and Houston, you would figure winning, you're winning at least two of those, right? At least two. And they lost all three. So that's not good in a very deep, very difficult Western Conference. And that may come back to bite the Lakers come March, come April. But the lack of effort, March and April aren't going to matter if they keep playing this way. If they play the way they did tonight, March, it, if they keep playing the way they did they, they did tonight, the Pelicans are not going to kick the Lakers pick to 2025. The Pelicans will take the Lakers pick this year um, if they keep playing like this. Because this is this was atrocious. They're not being anybody playing the way they did tonight. Um, the Lakers seem so disengaged. Don't let these games come back to bite you. 100%. 100%. If the Lakers kick it in. I promise you. End of March getting April when the Lakers schedule really gets difficult. We're going to be looking back to right now and saying, Oh my gosh, what did they do? Look at how this, look at where they would be in the standings. If they had gone out and competed in those games, that's what we'd be talking about. Bilbo Baggins. for, uh, it's not a one-off. We're not good. Period. Again, is it, they're simply a bad team permanently or is this a bad night? I don't think we know that for sure just yet. Um, we got hot last year and had a lucky run this is not an overreaction we aren't serious contenders look i get it there's not there's not much you can look at from this lakers team right now and say this is a contending team they haven't shown us contending team yet but we don't know what the future holds for this team we don't know what things are going to look like come january come you know we know there's talent on this team but they certainly haven't played like a contending team just thus far let's see let's see what they do John Drake said, we don't have champion-level guards. Austin is a six man. This was a game where you needed... I said going into this game against the Rockets, I said you needed an outlier shooting performance from guys. Knowing you're down AD, you're down Hayes, you've got Christian Wood as your only center, and Alper and Sengun is across the floor. He's good. You're going to need a hot shooting night to get this win. And the Lakers went the other way. And some of that hot shooting, it fell on the guards. That's where Austin, that's where D'Lo have... Got to pick it up and have a solid shooting night. D'Angelo Russell did, right? 9 for 18, 4 of 7 from 3. 4 assists, 3 blocks. Austin did not. 2 of 9 shooting, oh four 4 from 3. You needed both your guys to get going. And I didn't think D'Lo was particularly great, but he shot well enough in this game. Austin didn't. And realistically, you needed both guys. You needed both guys to shoot well. On the night, the Lakers shot 28% from 3. 43% from the field. That's not good enough. Especially if you're not putting in the effort on the defensive side of the ball. All right. All that D'Lo hate, and he came out with three blocks and shot 50%, but I guess he'll get no love. He did block some shots early. Uh, I liked what we saw from him there. And again, overall, I didn't think D'Lo had a, you know, particularly great game, but he wasn't bad either. He wasn't the problem in this game either. So... Yes, let's give let's give DeAngelo Russell some credit for sure. That's maybe that's an oversight on my part, but Delo was not part of the problem either. Rui shot the ball well, Delo again made some plays defensively. Got beat defensively too, but this wasn't a complete no-show performance or anything by D'Angelo Russell. All right. Let's do this. I know we've kind of spent most of the show venting, but let's do this one.
0: Master Lock of the Night.
1: The master lock of the night. What are we putting into the master lock from this game? We take the most annoying thing from a game. We put it in our buddy Chris, the masterpiece masters, finishing hold the master lock. What gets master locked from this game? I've got some people saying Darwin ham. Some people saying, um, <laughs> some people saying everyone master lock, the Lakers organization. Deandre Evans says, B0 said the whole team should get master locked. Ham, Christian Wood for only taking one field goal attempt. Mamba Mentality says master lock the Lakers. Just all the Lakers. I think I'm going to agree with that. I think the master lock goes to the Lakers. Period. All the Lakers. It's very rare that that's happened. It's usually we can narrow it down to one thing. I think just the Lakers as a team. And I know some players, look, d wasn't as bad as some other players. LeBron's stat line looks fine, right? Rui did his thing and, and got hot and got into a rhythm and all that. So I'm not literally saying every player was awful, but the team, the energy level, the effort, the body language, all of it needs to get master locked in this game. In a game that you look at and you say this team just didn't show up and they get their butts kicked by 30, by the Houston Rockets, yeah, everybody needs to get master locked. The whole team, the whole mess, coming out with no energy, coming out with no effort, not putting forth the requisite effort just to respect the game of basketball. And that's what we saw in this one no closeouts, no boxouts, team just looking like they were praying for a running clock. Yeah. Yeah. The Lakers deserve to be master locked for this one. And David is right. Like David says, it's early. Not wrong. Not saying this can't be turned around. Not saying this can't be fixed. Not saying better days don't lay ahead. Because good Lord is the bar low right now. (laughs) Better than this doesn't take a lot. But yes, it is still early. And that's a positive. It's still early. There's still a long way to go. And there is time to turn this thing around. Thank goodness this isn't April right now. And we're suddenly seeing this team do this. There's time to fix it. But they have to. They have to want to, as Amara said, they have to start building good habits. 100%. Amara Saul said they have to start building. We got to start building good habits. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to build good habits. And they've got to, got to get it done with the effort, the energy that's got to happen first. Then we can start worrying about plays and box out techniques and rotations and all the other things that we can get into all the other things that we can get into cruising so it's so tired of darvin tipping his hat every game we have a right as paying fans to demand a team that gives us something to be excited about after work so i don't do you have a right as paying fans well i mean the alternative is well you, you stop watching right that's that's capitalism that's the, the way it works if they're not giving you a product that you enjoy then you, you don't watch it but again This is, we've been through, as Lakers fans, we've been through way more difficult times than a no-show performance in the eighth game of the season. Let's face it, right? We've been through much time. We've been through a 17-win season. And as Lakers fans, we're also pretty damn lucky for the great seasons we've seen, for the incredible basketball that we've been able to witness, for the, the who's who of NBA stars who we've had the good fortune of watching. So... Do you have a right to demand a good team, uh, a team that gives us something to be excited about? Yeah, you can You can pressure the organization. You can want them to improve. But the reality is, even if a team, even an organization badly wants to win, doesn't mean they're going to get there just with wishful thinking. They've got to have success. They've got to have, they've got to make the right moves. They have to get the right players. Those players have to uh, have the right workouts and do the right things and, and have the right chemistry together. And they're also got to have a decent amount of luck, too, to get to where they want to go. So I don't know if you can just demand, give us wins, but nonetheless, Lakers fans do ask for a lot because that's what we've seen historically, right? The, the standard for this franchise is very, very high, and I think that's a thing that they should be proud of. And so fans are going to feel a certain way when that standard is not being met because you wind up feeling like not only is it is a performance like tonight, not only is it frustrating to watch in the moment, but you also feel like it's taking away from what came before, right? And that's unfortunate. So I understand how you feel, Kruzan. Um, I would hope, obviously, that the Lakers are going to bounce back from this, that they're going to play better, that we're going to see more effort, we're going to see more energy, we're going to see them fight through games. And as fans, Lakers fans, I think we're going to continue to set that bar high. And that's part of why a performance like this is going to bother people because people do care. I've talked about this before, but Lakers fans were we're generational, right? And And that doesn't speak for everybody. There's a lot of new Lakers fans. There's a lot of Lakers fans who came into it, who followed LeBron. I've had a number of Lakers fans who said, I was a LeBron fan and now I consider myself a Lakers fan. Great. Welcome aboard, right? But, For me, I'm a Lakers fan because my dad was a Lakers fan. I grew up on the Lakers. I grew up on this team. And a lot of people are that way. They follow the Lakers because their dad followed the Lakers because his dad followed the Lakers. It's a generational thing. And so people aren't going to step away just when they're struggling. No, they're going to stick it out. We've been through tough times. But because we've seen the great times too, that's going to keep that demand, that, that standard. Needs to be high. John Drake, Ham, low energy. Lakers, low energy. No intensity. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Let's see. Uh, Devin said, fire ham and give us Doc Rivers. He's perfect for us. Wow, I don't know how many people I've heard say Doc Rivers is the solution to the problem. He he struggled quite a bit uh, in Philly. Uh, Ree said, this team is just a playing team. Let's face it. See, I can't land there. Can't land there. We got to see, again, I, I can't say for sure what this team is. So far, it's not been good. But we've yet to see a full team here. So I can't say, you know, this team was built to not have to rely on LeBron so much. And then everybody that would allow you to not have to rely on LeBron got hurt. Not ideal. (laughs) Not ideal. Couldn't play the team the way that you wanted to. And again, that doesn't excuse the performance. Sure doesn't. But we've yet to see this team really play the way they were built to play. So again, I can't just land it. This is simply what this team is. We don't know. But again, so far, it doesn't look good. So far, it hasn't looked good. And tonight was the worst we've seen yet. All right, I need to pause for a moment. Give a shout out to a sponsor. That's Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also the fastest growing app in the industry. Uh, all you have to do is pick whether your favorite players will be higher or lower in stat total in this week's games for a chance to win big. Uh, imagine a lot of lowers came up for Lakers players in tonight's game. But you pick between two and five players and build a pick them entry. It is a lot of fun, and it can get you even more bought into a game that way. And you can actually sign up today with our promo code LakersNation to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Don't forget to register with that promo code LakersNation and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You have to be 18-plus and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.mncpgambling.org. All right, let's do a few more questions before we're going to uh, kick it over to Sean Davis for the Lakers Nation Post post post-game show. He always breaks down some X's and O's, um, but... How many X's and O's is he going to have for this one? I have a feeling he's going to be talking a bit more about some of the things that we saw on the court from this team and uh, not a lot of actions for him to pull from. So I think we're going to see the, more of the uh, the emotion from Sean Davis in this one than the X's and O's type of analysis. Face Reality said, Rob Palenka trades ain't looking too good. I knew it. I mean, I, I thought Rob's trades all were pretty good. I think he's made some really smart moves. But again, you got to perform on the floor. Hey, What looks good on paper doesn't always work out. We know that. But the moves that he made, I think, were very defensible, looked good, thought it was impressive. So far, it hasn't worked. Oh, Jerry. So the Lakers have been underperforming for two years. Three teams let D'Lo go. Oh, we did this one on, on the last show. Uh, AD is a top 15 player, not top five. LeBron is 38. Okay, I... Literally addressed that question on the last show, so I'm not going to do it again. DJ, the nights the Lakers play like this, I'm going to call them the Slackers. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Mike M said, sometimes it looks like they're losing on purpose. Well, I can promise you they're not losing on purpose. They're not saying going into the game saying, we would like to lose. They're not doing that. I can say they're not putting forth the effort needed in order to win. I think that's fair. And that is certainly... What we saw for the Lakers tonight did not put forth that effort and energy that we needed to see from them in order to get a W. Uh, Scott said, looked like they had T-Mac and Yao yeah, between Sangoon and Green. They were absolutely fantastic. I knew the Lakers were in trouble when Jeff Green, 37 years old, is getting offensive boards and putbacks and scoring and gliding to the basket and doing all this stuff. And the Lakers are just kind of watching. Um, that, was, that was when I went... Uh Uh-oh. This is bad. Why did we not go after Ubre Jr.? Love your show. Let's wait at least 15 games before grabbing torches and pitchforks. I agree with that, Scott. I appreciate the love there. Um, As far as Ubre, the Lakers, maybe they could have used their last roster spot for him, but I think they felt like they were pretty solid on the wing and then they all got hurt. So, uh, if they knew that all their wing depth was going to get hurt, yeah, I'm sure they would have called up Kelly Oubre Jr. and said, hey, you know, come take the 15th roster spot and let's go. But I, hard to predict that they were going to get hit by so many injuries. And on top of that, we always forget players have to decide where they want to play to. That's part of it. If you're Kelly Oubre Jr. and the Lakers call up and you see Terrain Prince, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, LeBron, you've got all these wings they brought in. And even and you throw Cam Reddish in the mix too. And... Kelly Oubre is probably thinking, well, where where are the minutes? Where are my minutes going to come from? And so that's something to consider in all of this. All right, everybody. I do appreciate you joining. Not an easy night. No question. Not an easy night. Um, I hope you guys got to vent a little bit. I certainly did. It was a frustrating night, but I always enjoy coming here and talking Lakers basketball with all of you and breaking everything down. The show is not over. No, it's going to continue. Sean Davis is going to be here for the Lakers Nation post-post game show, but that's going to do it for me. I'm going to kick things over to Sean. Thank you again, everybody, for coming in and for joining the show. And until next time, see you and stay safe.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.